This is field manager Tyler Sullivan for the Prospect League Johnstown Millrats, and you're listening to the Prospect for Success podcast. Hi, I'm Quentin. And I'm Michael. And this is Prospects for Success podcast, where we bring you our thoughts on Prospect League baseball. News, notes, opinions, and our favorite happenings. Thanks for joining us for episode 10. Joining us today is Lafayette Aviators outfielder Brandon Daniels. Brandon is an Alabama native and a redshirt sophomore. He has 16 RBIs. He has scored 19 runs and is a perfect 12 for 12 on stolen bases. His batting average and on base percentage are both top 10 in the prospect league. Welcome to the Prospects for Success podcast, Brandon. Thank you for having me. It's been it's gonna be good being on here. All right, thanks a lot. We appreciate you uh, making the time uh, during your during your travels to to be on here with us. Um, we wanted to start with uh, you were a you know obviously you're you're a baseball player, played baseball in in uh, in high school and college. Uh, Want to check with you though because we normally find uh, we we don't find a lot of single sport uh, players anymore. Did you play any other sports when you were going through high school? And if so, what what kind of made you decide to settle on settle and stick with baseball? Yeah, so so I played basketball uh, growing up all into my senior year of high school. I just I always loved basketball growing up, but I realized I was not the uh, build didn't have the stature to play college basketball. But uh, my family's big. We have a big uh, baseball background. Grandfather played pro ball. Dad played college baseball. My brother played college baseball. So I was like, I I think I want to join that trend of going to play college baseball and, and happen to work out. Very cool. So um, with with playing a couple of with playing a couple of sports like that, I mean there obviously there's different skill sets involved. You said you, you kinda learned that there were some some uh, some pieces of, of who you were and your game that, that may have suited you a little better for baseball than for basketball. But what what do you what do you take positively out of out of playing a couple of different sports? I mean what what's what are the kind of things that you can learn and you can do that that transfer across all the different sports that you play? So uh playing two different sports you uh obviously you're building your minds and see different things in different sports, such as like on the baseball field where to go with the ball, different um, situations going on. I mean, with basketball being a high, a fast-paced game, it helps that as well because you got to build that basketball IQ of going up and down the court and seeing open guys. So it's it really just trains your mind to see different things. Um, really, it keeps you in shape. Make sure make sure you're active doing things normally. So that's what I like about playing different, two different sports because I mean you're doing two different muscles. You're a lefty like me. Lefties who are position players are first basemen or outfielders. You've done both, but you started as a first baseman, then moved to the outfield. Tell us a little bit about making the transition while you were in high school. So growing up, uh, I was always one of the bigger guys. Um, wasn't I didn't really grow into my body until a little bit later. Um, so I was always put at first base. Uh, didn't have the speed to play outfield, but then about around sophomore year of high school, we're losing all of our outfielders. My, bro- my brother played on my high school team with me. He's a little bit older. Uh, but we, lo- we lost my brother. We lost two other outfielders after my sophomore year. So and my coach started, started to see I was gaining some speed. He was like, well, you're get- 
you're getting too athletic to play first base, uh, that see how you are in the outfield. If I wanted to make it further in my career, I would be in the outfield. So I was like, I was very optimistic about that, and I was trying to make the transition. And once I started seeing myself out in the outfield more, I was like, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, this is probably the best move for me. So I transitioned to out there. That's when uh, I stopped literally doing everything else. I stopped playing first base. I stopped pitching after my sophomore year of high school and just really focused on playing outfield. What's your um, – when uh, when coach says, hey, I'm putting you in I'm putting you in the outfield, where do you, where do you want to be heading, left, center, or right? I want to go to center. Uh, I'm one of the guys who likes to be uh, in charge of things. So, like, being in center field, I'm – Obviously, head in the outfield, I like taking charge. Um, I, I like running the balls down to the gaps, too. So, whenever I'm in center, I have that bigger possibility of me chasing the ball down the gaps. And that's, I enjoy that. I feel like I get better reads in center field. So, I, I really just enjoy being out there. That's that's a that's a really unique one for me because I, I hear – I mean, I'll hear some players talk about they, they get – they get a way better read playing playing left or right field than they do if they're playing center. And you're you're telling me that you know you get a better read playing center. Uh, is it just is it I mean is it just a difference in, in how you're in how you're seeing the game, how you're looking the game looking at the game, or uh, what you're anticipating? What's uh, I mean I'm I'm not sure what's going on. It's gone, I don't know if anybody can really explain what's going on there. It may just be the, the way some people are made, but that's uh, that I mean that's not. I would say that's not necessarily the the typical what a lot of people would tell me. Yeah, so uh, I always so as soon as I get moved to the outfield in high school, he put me straight in the center field. Um, so I was I was practicing more there than anything. And when I, I just when I was taking or in bad practice and getting reads out there, it was a lot easier for me. And then I made the transition to right field when I went into college. Uh, played right field the first two years. Um, I got used to the reads out there, and then about halfway throughout this this past season, I got moved back to center, and I just felt so much more comfortable in center field. Uh, it's just the way the ball comes off the bat, it's a lot easier for me to get the jumps off of it, and I, just, I feel a lot more comfortable out in center field. You and I have something else in common besides being lefties who play outfield and can pitch. You once said you loved, you would love to play for the Chicago Cubs, but you've never been there for a game. What is your first thing you want to do when you get to see a game at Wrigley Field? The first thing I'm doing at Wrigley, I would definitely be walking to the outfield to see the Ivy Wall. Uh, I think that's just so fascinating to me. I've never... Uh, Obviously, it's so unique. There's no other stadium like it. I just, I, I love the historic features of the Cubs, like Cubs players in the past. Uh, just the tradition that it brings on. Uh, is that the Cubs and the uh, Red Sox are two of the best traditions in baseball, and I've, I've been a fan of both those growing up. I love watching both those teams play. Um, it's more of the tradition of the field, tradition of the organization, and anything from it. Uh, I, I love the fact that you mentioned the, the tradition of it. I was, I was actually out in Denver a few years ago, and somebody told me something 
while we were there, uh, went to a, a, a Rockies game. Somebody told me something while we were there that, that absolutely blew me away. I didn't believe it, it could be true. Um, but Coors Field in Colorado is the third oldest stadium in the National League. And I'm like, that can't be a, the, the Rockies. The Rockies weren't even a team until I was like in high school. Um, I mean, and you know, the Rockies haven't been around that long. How do they have the third? How do they have the third oldest stadium? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Wrigley and Chavez Ravine, and then and then Coors. And so, I mean, there's that. I, I love that connection to the to the past and some of the traditions. Yes. Uh... Honestly, I did not know that. I did not know the Rocky Stadium was the third oldest stadium. Uh, I would I would have lost that's, money that's if, if somebody yeah if, if that had been a bet I would have lost money on it because I that um, every other team has had a new stadium since then in the National League. That's um, interesting. All right, I now we did we did mention uh, we kind of threw in there you mentioned about pitching and uh, since you know since you're an outfielder but you know this is the prospect league and sometimes. Uh, with pitch counts being what they are and player availability being what it is, sometimes people are called on or pressed into service on the mound. Um, you've you've thrown an inning uh, that now I don't care about anything else, but if you look at that stat line, there's a strikeout on there. Um, so walk us through it. What what happened in, when you got that strikeout? My whole mindset going into that inning was, hey, I just want to at least strike one person out. Uh, I get up on the mound, I'm throwing. It's going how it's going, uh, but it was bases loaded with nobody out, <laughs> and I threw a fastball, uh, swung at it, first strike, fastball away, ball, and I threw a fastball in, I kind of cut it, don't know how I did it, but I kind of cut it, <laughs> too far in for a ball, and that went, uh, Two seam away for a strike, and then it was like two two count. I'm like, I was thinking in my mind, he put down two seam. I'm like, okay, it's probably it's me. It's gonna be a good for me. And I was like, I'm just gonna throw this ball as hard as I can to see how much movement I can get out of this two seam. Throw it. It it has a lot of late break on it. Swing miss. I was. I had to like refrain myself from smiling. <laughs> I was I was happy. Uh, that was the first time I've been on the mound since sophomore year of high school. So I was like, "This is this is great." <laughs> I was just out there living it up, having a lot of fun with it. Uh, but definitely tiring. I've not. I didn't realize how tiring it was since I stopped pitching until I got out there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. I love it. You're from Spring Hill, Alabama, Roll Tide, or War Eagle? Uh, see, that's a, that's a tough one. I'm, uh, so I grew up going to all the Alabama, fam- all the Alabama games. But so my, my, dad, my dad's side of the family is whole Auburn fans. And my mom's side of the family is all Alabama fans. But my dad refereed SEC football. So I grew up kind of keeping up with him, not really going for a lot of teams. Uh, But my girlfriend now goes to Auburn. (laughs) So it's a little bit of house divided. uh, Family reunions have got to be just a, 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 
I mean, like, 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 can we can we just talk about religion or politics or something <laughs> instead of talking? Yes, that, Christmas is hectic. Because uh, when we go to my dad's side of the family on Christmas Eve every year, it's, it, the Iron Bowl definitely gets brought up multiple times. <laughs> That's awesome. That is fantastic. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> huh, thank you. Um, so, uh, but you're coming from um coming from alabama you're, you play your college ball in 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 tennessee um what's it what's it been like spending spending part of your summer up here in the midwest what's what's been different what's has anything made it feel like home or is there anything that you've that kind of surprised you about coming up here and uh, spending the summer in the midwest the midwest is it's nice it is not as humid as the south uh, i will give it that it's it's a lot better. There be there's some days there's a little bit of humidity. A bunch of the guys from up here like they're dying. But I'm like, this is this is normal. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting used to it. Like those kind of days feel good. I I enjoy it personally because that feels more like home to me. Uh, the heat and humidity. But it's being up in the west is not bad. I mean, obviously in the prospect league, we, you travel a lot all the way from. Well, we go from Indiana to Illinois to Pennsylvania. It's it's a lot of traveling. So you're seeing a lot of different places. Um, West Virginia obviously reminds me the most of Tennessee where I go to school because with all the mountains and hills, it's a lot more flat up here in the Midwest than it is down south. So that's that's something new to me is how flat it is because you feel the wind a lot more. So I can definitely tell a difference there. Very cool. So I, I mean, I imagine that I imagine that impacts. I mean, that has that's got to have an impact on the way the on the way the game is played. Yes, it is. Uh, obviously, up in our home field in Lafayette, Indiana, Love Stadium, it's the with it being flat, the wind blows a lot more. Uh, blows a lot more from foul pole to foul pole, which creates a lot of different ways the ball moves up in the air. And then you'll play at some fields such as Chillicothe, where the ball flies a little bit more. And you definitely have to take that into account when you're getting ready for, for BP. Like, you're taking your live reads in the outfield during BP. You, you take that more into account. So it's a, it definitely adds a little bit more to your game when you're playing up in new spots because it's, you're having to tell how the wind's going at certain times, how, how the air is, if it's humid, if it's a wet air, dry air. So you definitely have to take into all those factors into account when you're playing. Okay, fantastic. That uh, I love the idea of, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, you think about, you know, the baseball field being, you know, baseball fields, you know, maybe the wall is a different distance, but everything else being so much the same, the, the way that those stadiums in different locations really do play differently. There's so much more that you have to think about um, coming in and getting ready to play in those places. Uh, one other thing that we want to want to mention before we uh, before we kind of start wrapping this up today is that um, wanted to uh, offer you a chance to to talk a little bit about the just kind of the role that um, you know besides besides family and uh, and backgrounds and, and those kind of things uh, affecting your game. What role um, what role your uh, your faith has played both in, in just in in your life and in your your uh, what you've done so far in sports? Yeah. So. Uh... I go to a private Christian college, uh, Lee University, which is in Tennessee. It plays a huge role when you're uh, going to school. Obviously, when you're in college, you forget about – some people forget about uh, their faith and really going to church a lot. Going to Lee, it's – 
you have chapel twice a week you, uh, that you go to. You have to take four different Christian courses, which honestly, honestly I enjoy because that keeps me in touch with what I grew up believing. Um, I grew up in church, going to church every Sundays, but I, I enjoy it because it makes sure I'm staying in touch with what I grew up believing. There's... There's a lot more rules behind going to a private Christian school, obviously, which isn't a bad thing, obviously. Uh, with those rules, you have to make sure you're doing the right things. Most of the time, it keeps you in check when you're on the road for travel with baseball, uh, which is honestly, I'm, I enjoy it. Uh, I would trade where I went to school. I would never... If I could go back and repick a school, I would not. Uh, I, I would love going to Lee. It's a great school, and uh, I've enjoyed my time there. We've been talking with Lafayette yes, Aviators uh, outfielder Brandon Daniels. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, best of luck with the rest of your season. Best of luck when you go back to college this fall, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Thanks for listening to the Prospects for Success podcast. Check us out at prospectsforsuccess.org and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you at the ballpark.